0: Welcome or welcome back to pre arb Excellence, the bottoms-up Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on the minor league development. Um, Still haven't gotten around to doing my script yet. One of these days I'm going to do that, along with the 17 other things on my list. Today, I was a guest on an ESPN um, talk. Uh, 1 800, you call in, you ask questions with Kylie McDaniel. It was quite fun. And when you're in a situation where you know you're probably going to get one question, one question. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to the, you know, this, uh, but I knew that that's what it was going to be. You're going to get one question. So it was basically about the draft and draft sort of stuff. I didn't want to ask who the Cubs are going to take at 16. Why? I, I Regardless how much homework I do, I won't have any idea until 12 names are off the board. Once 12 names are off the board, then I can look at the board and, okay, let's see, I kind of like this guy. I definitely want to write fielder, so maybe him. Uh, so then once it gets down to three or four names before the Cubs pick, then you can start putting your preference list together. And then it makes a little bit of sense. But no, 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 you don't ask somebody who's going to get drafted 16th when you could probably tell who the first seven or eight are going to be in no specific order. But um, yeah, I, I didn't want to ask that. I wanted to ask something that would be helpful, useful. So I pivoted. And as it happens, someone else pivoted similarly and uh, kind of led, led up to my question. Mark Topkin, who writes for one of the Tampa newspapers, was asking about if the Rays, who are up there, upper crust as far as um, developing talent, would be one of the teams who would probably be more adversely affected by the shortened draft. And Kylie agreed, definitely agreed. He said that teams like the Rays, the Yankees, and the Dodgers are ahead of the other teams. Okay. To an extent, my question had already been answered. So I it, it, my, I, I hadn't turned in my question yet, so I just got to adjust it a little bit on the fly. About a year ago, someone on Twitter had gone through the steps of which teams developed the best a year ago and his teams were Astros, then a space, Rays, Yankees, Dodgers then a space, Phillies then a rather longer then possibly a bit of a longer space and he also gave credit to the Indians this guy uh, I'm forgetting his name but um, so I wanted to ask Kylie with the Yankees, the Dodgers and the Rays. And I completely agree. Those three seem to be head and shoulders possibly uh part of the torso, maybe to the breastbone. I I don't know. It's those three teams if they draft a pitcher, they get something out of them. If they draft a hitter, they get something out of them. If the Dodgers draft uh, sign Max Muncy off the street, they get five, four or five wins a year out of them. So yeah, the, the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Rays are the upper crust. So my question when it came time, again, and it, that got touched on a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. The person before me was asking a question about the Yankees. Who are the Yankees going to pick? The Yankees pick like 27th. How the hell are you going to know? Who's going to go 27th? You whatever. But, uh, so my question was, with the Rays, the Yankees, and the Dodgers being the upper crust, who is on the up escalator and who's on the down escalator in regards to player development? And he didn't give a down escalator, which I'm not surprised because that's not standard protocol to give a yeah these guys really suck that That's not how that's not how it's done. You ask the question, but you know he's not going to answer that one. So he pretty much does a pretty good job with the other one. His uh answers were interesting. uh Detroit, he said, is getting a whole lot better. They used to be laughably bad, but now they're getting quite a bit better. San Diego and Arizona each have their own little things that they're kind of really good at. And he kind of pounded a bit on that. It's, do you have a thing? If you have a thing, you can, let's say that there's a team that's really good at drafting players who get on base really well. They're kind of quick. And they have moderate power. You get that kind of a... They don't specifically have one position that they play, uh, but th- this team, whoever it is, if they get a guy who gets on base, they're kind of quick, and they have a bit of power, they can just mesh and fit and put... put it's kind of you know puzzle piece thing. Where, where does he fit? Where can we do something with him? If you have a team that has a specialty, then... That's a really good thing. If you have teams that don't have specialties, then you have teams who draft from 2012 to 2019 and don't have, they have what, one start from any of their draft picks between 2012 and 2019. Something like that. Dwayne Underwood started one game. Did the Strisney start one? But yeah, it's just, the Cubs just have failed miserably at developing pitching as far as um, going from the draft to starting in major league games. They've just been horrible at it. Kyle Hendricks, but they traded for him. So um, he kind of hinted that when teams start to outproduce on a certain type of player, You remember that and watch for if they do the same the next time. So let's say the Cubs do fairly well with Brennan Davis, and then maybe they have another guy who's along the lines of Brennan Davis who also does really well. Okay, now you have something that you're pounding. Uh, Nico Horner. Uh, he, He did a lot better coming up through the pipeline than people thought, except he kept getting hurt. So yeah, Nico Horner is if you can if they can find other guys like Nico Horner, they seem to be adequate at developing those. So a large part of how a team keeps up with the good teams is by having enough personnel. Personnel meaning scouting to decide coaches to instruct, and executives to make sure that the coaches and the scouts have everything they need to make their decisions. You dig? So it's, you know, all, all the things have to kind of work together. But if all the things work together, and for the Rays, for the Yankees, and for the Dodgers, everything's working swimmingly right now. They get a guy, he works. They get a guy, he outperforms. They get a guy, they're in good shape. Cubs? Issues. Issues. He might have said the Cubs are getting better. I'll have to check the transcript when that comes out. He snuck in the Tigers, the Padres, the Diamondbacks. Those were the first three. The Twins were his fifth team, and he snuck another team in there. If he said the Cubs, he should have said the Indians instead. The Indians are better than the Cubs are at developing. I don't specifically know what it is, and that's part of the problem. You don't, you know, no matter how much you're paying attention to the minor leagues, it's really difficult to tell. Oh, that's what they're doing because you're not there. All you can see is they. Th- this one team has a pick that you know a, a 16th rounder out of some junior college that nobody's ever heard of, and he was a part-time pitcher and part-time outfielder. And after half a season, he's in A-ball, chucking 94, 97, and he's getting people out. And you're saying, well, where'd that come from? And the Dodgers do that. The Yankees do that. The Rays do that. And if you're going to compete with the really good teams, you have to develop your own because otherwise you have to go out and buy on the free agency market, which is just as much of a crapshoot as anything else, but it's a whole lot more expensive. So, okay, stepping back a bit, the way to keep up with the really good teams is to develop your talent better than other teams do. Or at least... That, fortunately, Kylie didn't mention anybody else in the NL Central. He, he didn't say... Watch out for the Reds. He didn't say watch out for the Brewers. He didn't say watch out for the Cardinals. There is just a a blob full of a whole bunch of teams that, well, they're kind of good at that. They're sort of good at that. They're okay at that. But they're really kind of bad at that. And it's just a whole bunch of, there just aren't a whole lot of teams that are on the Rays, the Dodgers, and the Yankees level. And what those three teams do have in common They have a lot of personnel responsible for making the decisions as far as who to take and how to develop them. Okay, now let's just bring up a completely different topic that has nothing to do with personnel. Um, Owners. Ownership, ownership, ownership. Ah, we love owners. We love our baseball owners, our, our 30 baseball owners that are pot committed to making sure their team's or as good as they can possibly be. And oh, by the way, we're furloughing minor league players. I don't so much mind the players getting released because to an extent, right before the draft, there are some players who are going to get released anyway. And if you're not playing games and the minor leaguers aren't going to be playing games, there, it's... It's kind of silly. I want, I'd want. i still like them to get paid. But as far as... There's no place for them to play. There, there just isn't. And there's probably not going to be. Unless you buy that there's actually going to be baseball this year. I don't know. But um, as far as talent development, though. Once the draft is over, the 2020 draft is over... Players are signed or players aren't signed. Teams are getting three, four, five, six players. Maybe seven. There might be a team that's getting seven. I can't remember. But you know, you, you get your number of players that you're getting. And after that, after everyone's signed, probably get a couple more minor leaguers released. And then you fire some scouts. You release some executives. Eh, no, we don't want you. You're not necessary. You don't want that affiliate we, then trim down, Get down to the bare minimum as far as scouts, coaches, players. Because after all, there are going to be fewer teams, so you don't need as many players and you don't need as many coaches and you don't, and you don't need as many scouts. And you just don't need as much stuff, right? Well, how are you going to catch up with the Dodgers? How are you going to catch up with the Yankees? How are you going to catch up with Tampa if they have more personnel out of uniform than your team does? Walk me through that. It's not an emotional thing. How is fill-in-the-blank team, let's take the, oh, the Giants. I like a couple of their guys that they got. Joey Bart's going to be fun. Heliot Ramos or Helio Ramos or however however the Heliot he pronounces his name. Um he's gonna be fun to watch. But um as far as how are the Giants going to keep up with the Dodgers, who Kylie mentioned, and the Padres, who Kylie mentioned, and Arizona, who Kylie mentioned, if they're not going to have the same level of talent development staff? How are you going to catch up to a team that's better than you are, that has more money than you are, that has more scouts than you do, that has more executives than you do, and is better at developing talent than your team is? How are you going to catch up to them if they keep doing all the right thing, all the little things right? And by the way, all the little things are actually kind of big things. Um... How, how how is a second tier team going to get to the first tier, or a third tier team going to get to the second tier, if they don't have the squad, if they if they don't have the people around to develop the players? Executives are going to trim and trim and trim, and say, "Oh no, we're making set or we make." Seventy percent of the money that we get from ticket sales, and because of that, since we don't have any ticket sales, we're going to have to fire people and release executives. And uh, how the heck are you going to catch the Dodgers? That, that, that's that's the question. How are the Cubs going to catch the Dodgers? I I'm not even interested in. Oh well, if you get them in a five game series, are you getting? no, no, not interested. I want to know how the Cubs are going to get to be a better team over the long haul, year in, year out, than the Dodgers. Walk me through it. Call me on the contest line. How are the Cubs going to get better than the Dodgers if they don't develop talent better than the Dodgers? How are the Cubs going to get better than the Yankees if they don't develop talent better than the Yankees? How are they? Now, oh, but those three teams, they have one World Series. Tired, tired of that. Tired of that. The postseason, have you ever been to a horse races? I love the horse races. I love horse races. Horse races, if you've ever been to a horse race, you get the little book, there's a book that tells you how the horses have done in their past X number of races. So let, let's let say you're at, um, oh, let, let, let's say you're at the Belmont Stakes. You're, you're at Belmont Park. Belmont Park, and you're there on a Tuesday, and they're, they're, they're running horses, and they have nine races at Belmont. And in between the sixth and the seventh race, they have a simulcast of a race from somewhere else in the country. And then after that, they have, so it's six races here, then they show one on the screen from somewhere else, then they have three more after that. So you have 10 10 races you can bet on. And if you really, 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 really don't want to bet on that specific race dollars donuts there's a tv somewhere and you can go sit in front of a tv and watch something from somewhere else and bet on another horse race and go to the same window and say hey i i, I want to bet uh uh you know which, whichever horse race it is you know uh r- race number four at um oh I, I, I'm i just completely drunk. Turfway, Turfway, that's one. That's one of them, yeah. Third race at Turfway, horse number two, five to win, five to show. There's your bet. You give them the 10 bucks, they give you tickets, and if your tickets come back in, you take it up, and it's all good. So you can bet on your race, you can bet on some other race, but all of them have books, so you can look at it and tell, ooh, the horse that's number four in the third race, I really like him because the last time he the last time he ran he kind of had a crappy outing but the one before he had the same jockey he has today, and the weather's kind of the same so I think he's gonna those books are fantastic they're absolutely wonderful and they're absolutely garbage both at the same time because. Everyone's reading the same information and it's, I have my own way that I do it and I enjoy it and it's fun. But, um, those books, where the heck was I going with that? Those those books, they're information and, uh, you, when you get the books, you, you do the research, you check it out and... Goodness, where was I going with that? I loved my hang on a second. So, I had to go back to figure out what I had derailed myself from, and I can't exactly remember, but I was talking about the horse racing book. So, you have this little uh guide that tells you who you should vote, uh, who sh- you should gamble on, and you have uh. Someone who's familiar with the track, familiar with the people running the horses, the jockeys, the trainers, and they have their predictions, but also there's all this information as far as how the horse did in his last four races and, well, this, this, uh, was a claiming race and this was, this had a $12,000 purse and this had a, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you you're assessing horses based on incomplete information, which is largely what the draft is about, and it's largely what developing baseball talent is about. You have incomplete information. If someone thinks that anyone has complete information on any player, they're lying to you. They have bits of information, and the teams that better utilize said information, they're, uh, they're the ones that are better off as far as developing. And boy, I really wish, normally when I listen back to what I was talking about, I can remember where, where I jumped off the, jumped off the rails, but I really didn't there. But, um, the talent development is going to be very important, and with the draft shrinking and with players being, there there's a much lower ceiling on how much players who aren't drafted can receive, and then next year it will be a very small number for players who aren't drafted in the top 10 rounds. This year there's only five. So um, it was a really fun, it was really fun being able to ask Kylie a question. He's the first one that set me off on the, one way to truly improve a franchise is to, would be to have four Dominican Summer League teams. Because when you're picking up kids who are 16 and 17 there's no confidence in who's going to be the really good ones. You know who has the better tools right now, but it's about who's going to be the best player at 23. When you're effectively signing a player at 15 years old, you're trying to project out how he's going to be in eight years. Good luck with that. So... um <coughs> I will have a Bleed Cubby Blue article. Who knows? Maybe even by then I'll, I'll remember what I was talking about with the horse races. But, um, you, so yeah, there'll be an article on it. And the draft is next week. Nor, normally I'd have a whole lot more going on regarding the draft, but there are no games. It, it's really difficult to, oh, well, there's this, there's this one scr, scrimmage back, uh, seven months ago, and this is what he did. That's not gonna tell me anything. I'm more interested in how a player has done recently, you know, the last two or three weeks, in the last two or three weeks. Does he have COVID-19 or not? So, um, the, the chat with Kylie was fun. And if you want the Cubs to get better. It would be a really wise idea for the Cubs to get a whole lot better at talent development, a whole lot better. And um, pitching, outfield, infield, whatever. And if there's somebody on the board and the Cubs are up, And the player looks like he's totally capable of playing right field at the major league level in the somewhat near future. I want him because until the Cubs can replace Jason Hayward with a better player, Jason Hayward will be their right fielder, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Well, you have a nice day, and I will talk to you next time. And, boy, I wish I remember what I was thinking about with the horses. Horses are awesome. Horses are... Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. With horses, you can kind of tell. You can kind of tell. Because you have a track record. You have a track record. You know, he, this is how the jockey is done. This is how the trainer is done. Um, now, if you were ever to go to a dog track that is flat out guesswork there's no educated guesswork when you're guessing which dog is going to run faster that's just flat out you'll still have numbers you'll still have the little book you'll still be you know this dog's four to one this dog's five to one this dog's 17 to one this dog's 62 to one you'll still have that with dog races but it's a whole lot easier with a horse to tell which one's a clunker which one might actually be able to do something. And the teams like the Rays, the Dodgers and the Yankees have the fully functioning book on the horses they're about to select or the dogs that they're about to select. Whereas some teams, they just don't have the information or they don't have the coaching or both. And since ownership's going to heck both to death and trim scouts and trim coaches and trim executives and trim everything because of COVID-19, you tell me how they're going to catch up to the Dodgers and the Rays and the Yankees. I'll tell you how they're not. Until the team gets better at developing than those three teams. They're not going to be better, though. You have a great day, and I will talk to you next time. Enjoy and be nice to people.